and good Saturday morning. And yes, the voice is still with us. <laughs> good Saturday morning. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. Good change in the weather. Really nice from that blizzard that we had just a week or so ago. Also, we're going to wish good luck to the participants in the Gunning for a Cure. I'll be joining our team a little bit later at Stella Plantation. Uh, without a, that little warm-up's going to get a lot of fishermen back out. Got a pretty good tide range. Uh, wind conditions, not bad. And it looks like we may have dodged a bullet as far as those fish kills. And believe it or not, there is some good that's going to come out of those freezing temperatures. A little later, if you haven't been watching Bayou Owl TV, you've been missing some excellent videography. Uh, Chris Lecoq has got some breathtaking scenes from the far north. He'll be joining us to talk about social distancing in South Dakota, part two. Well, hunters are about to wrap up the end of the small game seasons, and we're going to be looking forward to the turkey season. Got a bad boy story out of St. Landry Parish, and I've recruited a special guest to help me get through that. One of the Cajun Fishing Adventures harem shooting team members who's going to be out at Stella, Janice Lamont. Janice, I know you've been to the Gunning for a Cure out there at Stella Plantation, and you really enjoyed it. Tell people about it. Oh, I think it's going to be a great time. It is a very enjoyable event. Uh, we get to shoot lots of clays, good food, uh, and just good good time with good friends. All right. Yeah, we're looking forward to that now. We're going to be telling you more about some of the teams that are out there. And we'd like to hear from you. Text us your comments, your questions, 504-260-1870. Looking at your Coastal Marine forecast, offshore, southeast winds, 10 to 15, two to four foot seas offshore on the interior lakes and bays. You're looking at five to 10 out of the southeast with a moderate chop, lots of water moving, 1.3 tide range and the Mississippi River at 5.8 and continuing to drop. The stage is set, a lot of good activities. Temperatures could get up in the 80s along the great Gulf Coast. We'll be right back and check in with Shell Beach's Robbie Campo right after this timeout on the outdoors with Don DeVue Radio Network. Now let's see what's going on down in Shell Beach. Robbie, if I didn't know better, I'd say this weather was like May. I got to be a few speckle trout caught with these conditions. Well, yeah, Don, this, this week wasn't too bad. Um, uh, yesterday, yesterday didn't hold true to the speckle trout bite, but uh, earlier in the week um, they did pretty good. You know, these with these uh, warmer temperatures warming up, uh, these fish are starting to get a little get a little hungry. I guess um, you know they caught some trout uh, earlier in the week. We're going to start right over in Hopedale Lagoon area over here, Lake Lake Amita. They caught some trout over here this week. Uh, over in Lena Lagoon, they caught some trout. Caught some trout uh, out by the fort. Um, you know, and you know, yesterday the wind blew out of the southwest. It kind of the wind kind of picked up out of the southwest a little bit, and it uh, and it kind of shut that bite down. I don't know what it is about a west wind over here, Don, but it just kills it. Um, but but other than that, you know, um, my guys, 
my guys went out to uh you know out to, in a sound out there and went did went and did the uh, sheephead and redfish and drum bite they had out there and um this past weekend man they just filled the boat up with that stuff and you know um <clears throat> even some redfish back up in the Biloxi marsh has been starting to turn on so um, you know, there's no reason you can't come out here today and get you a mixed box, you know, uh, with with some fish in it and bring something home. And um, you know, uh, it's been it's been pretty good this week, and I I think today's going to be another great day, um, you know, uh, weather wise anyway. Um, so when you come on out, hook the left, come on down and see us, and we're going to take care of you. You got a live bait. Not yet, Don. Live bait is, uh, we don't work on boats and bait tanks, and we got all kinds of things apart over here right now. Uh, no, we, didn't, we don't have any live ones yet. There's very few places that have live bait. Um, I was told that um, Eddie Pinto's on Paris Roads got some, and I was told that Mr. Jack over at Sweetwater got some. But, look, don't hold me to that. Make some phone calls this morning if you're coming out. Um, you know, all I have is dead frozen, but if, you, if you're coming out this way and you want live bait and you have to have it, start making some phone calls on your ride down to see who has it. Um, but I was told, you know, that they, those two places had some, um, you know, uh, like I said, just make phone calls. Cause that's, that's about the best thing you could do. Cause there's very few places that have, that have any. Oh, and I heard regularly, uh, Mr. Lester over by regularly had some too. So. I mean, I don't know where you're fishing out of, but, you know, that, that was, you know, from what I got out of a live bait situation, that's what I was told. Robbie, I had two words of warning this week. Number one, fog. Number two, nets. Give me a report on both. Well, um, as I was driving down this morning, it was kind of patchy, but it's not too bad here, Don. Um, I could see all the lights across the channel, you know, for the – uh, you know, and see the beacon in the lake. Um, it, it's 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 not too bad down here. You know, there's patchy fog on the way down. Uh, I guess the closer you is to that river uh, on Judge Perez, that was that was kind of bad, but not not too too bad. Um, uh, but for the most part, it's pretty clear down here right now. Now the gnat situation for my lady fisherman that's coming down today. Wherever you're going, it doesn't matter if it's here, Delacroix, or Hopedale, wherever you're going. Do not come down here in short pants. That's going to be a mistake. Wear some leggings, wear pants, do something, put sweatpants on something. You don't want to come down here in short pants. Um, get your get your amber romance out. Get whatever you use for for gnats. Get it ready because um, you know this is the kind of weather, Don. That they're you know that they're you know most vulnerable. Be out. You're going to be you're going to be eating alive today if that if that's a uh, if it holds true to what happened yesterday. Um, I mean, it was just, you know, and, and it don't take many to aggravate you, but, yeah, bring your, you know, put some clothes on today. Don't come down here. Short pants is not a no-no. That's that's not going to work. Because um, they're not bad now, Don. They don't have any now. But as soon as that sun comes out and they get, you know, we have no wind this morning down here. It's blowing two miles an hour out of south. So, you know, that's a perfect recipe for gnats to, you know, to come out in this kind of weather. So if you're coming down here today, put some put some clothes on so your legs don't look like you got red freckles all over them when you get back because they will eat you alive down here. Somewhere there's a gnat on the radio giving a good report. There's felt gnats. <laughs> they 
aggravating enough when there's just one or two around. You can just imagine what it's like when there's when there's thousands of those things around. You know, so um, um, like I said, yeah, just just make sure you got protective clothing on today because they're gonna. Uh, I'm more than sure that they're gonna be out as soon as that sun starts to come up a little bit. So, but uh, yeah, if you're coming down here, look, we're waiting on you. Hook the left and come on down and see us. Bobby, you have anything for Nats at the marina? in case somebody gets caught on the way down, Nets or maybe Amber Romance at $100 a bottle. <laughs> no, I got some spray, uh, Don. I got some, um, it's called Buzz, All, Buzz Up, and it's it's uh, it's made by uh, uh, Chem, and it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good uh, repellent. So um, if you, if you find yourself without it, thinking you left it back, just ask, we got, we have it here. Sounds good, Robbie. Thank you, my friend. All right, Don, talk to you next week. Hope your voice comes back soon, buddy. All right, talk yeah, to you later. Me. Bye-bye. Yeah, that Amber Romance, you got to do a painstaking trip to Victoria's Secret. Only place that sells it. I can attest to that. All right, we'll be back right after this. More fishing reports on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Janice Lamont voice a little bit. Janice, you remember that song? Are you too young for that, right? What, this song? Oh, from, from Star Trek, right? All right. Yes, I do remember that song. Absolutely. You remember Captain Kirk? I sure do. We have our own Captain Kirk. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? Good. I believe I'm doing better than you, what it sounds like. <laughs> Much better. Hey, uh, <laughs> you told us about new fish that were killed last time. Has that showed up anymore, or did we escape the bullet? Uh, you know, I know the, the redfish are in pretty good shape. I saw that got a report of a few dead ones that got hung up in the marsh. Now the trout, there's still no reports of any fish killed that I know of. So we may have lost it. But uh, I've been out of town all week with the storm, uh, and I, I'll be back uh, Monday. So I don't know exactly you know, as far as trout fishing, what's going on right now. I cannot give you a good report. What would you expect? I can tell you what's going on. See, I'm at Toledo Bend. I can tell you what's going on with the bass up here. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> All right. Well, the water temperature came up. So, you know, it was in the 40 when we got up here early in the week. But now uh, we saw some 58-degree water, and, and fish are being caught. And they're moving up shallow. Uh the main bait that I'm hearing everybody catch them on, and it worked well for us too, are the red battle traps. And, uh, but no real big fish were caught. Uh, we, in fact, you know, we put on an annual tournament called the Cold Front Classic. This is our 34th year. We've got uh, 57 teams going out this morning, and uh, it, it's a big fish tournament, and it's going to be a good time. And I look for a lot of fish to be caught because it's really warming up, and the water temp's warming up. Well, you've been keeping that a pretty good secret. What about any crappie white bird there? You know, uh, I talked to one of our uh, guys that's fishing in the tournament, and they caught uh, I don't know five or six crappie. They were they were bass fishing, and he caught a white perch, and uh, then they went to white perch fishing. He only caught a few, but I'm hearing some some guys talk, some chatter that they're you know you're, they're starting to uh, come up, but they haven't done it yet. Kirk, looking at the conditions back home this weekend, 
what would you be doing uh, if you were going fishing there for people that will be? Well, if I was going out this morning or this weekend, well, I guess this morning is this weekend, or this week, I would, uh, with the warm weather, I mean, if you want redfish, the redfish are were still uh, deep in some of the bayous and canals. Uh, the jetties, if, if it's common enough to fish jetties, if there's a lot of redfish stacked up on the jetties. The trout, uh, I would just fish deep in the lake. Now, uh, on late in the afternoons when it warms up good, you might get some of those big trout that move up shallow. Uh, you know, would, you can find plenty of bait on on a lee shoreline, or, you know, if it's not too windy. And uh, throwing corkies topwater baits could be good. Sounds good. Well, when you get that sweetwater fishing system and you come back, um, tell people how to get a hold of you at Hackbear if they want to book a trip. All right. Uh, Toll-free number, 888-762-3391, uh, com. All right. Thanks for the Toledo Ben report. We appreciate it. Oh, you got it. Okay, Doc. Have a good one. I hope you. Hey, I hope your throat gets better. Yeah, me too. Thanks. All right. All right. There he goes, Captain Kirk Stansel. Uh, you know, Janice. You see what fishermen do when they got some time off? Mm-hmm. They go fish. <laughs> yeah. Different. All right. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back. Hey, send us a text. Five zero four two six zero one eight. Seven zero comments, questions. Janice is going to tell that back right after this. No, I don't know what it is. Everybody's saying, hope your voice gets better and your throat. What are they talking about? Hey, by the way, gunning for a cure coming up later this morning. We'll be out there as will several teams. Uh, Janice Lamont will be shooting with the Cajun Fishing Adventures harem team, and she's helping me out this morning. Janice, uh, we got some text messages coming in. Yeah, so we got a text message coming in from Martha Spencer. It says, good luck to the harem and the guys, too. Go figure, the guys, too. Still foggy down here in Buras. Yeah, well, I wish she was here and she could be doing this radio show. But she's captain of the boat, and good luck to Martha and the crew looking for those tuna and wahoo. All right, we got some uh, coming in on the screen. Yeah, so uh, we have a text that says, from Justin in the refuge, the the ibis are filling the skies. Enjoyed by you all again, Don. You and Martha tour the country like a rock band. Yeah, well, we're going to continue to do that on next week's show uh, back in South Dakota. Crystal Cox is going to tell us more about it. Uh, Any other texts? Just a a few texts. One says, take a day off, brother. (laughs) I don't understand. Only work two hours a week. This is it. The rest is playtime. Yep. Well, I think I think they're uh, they're getting a little concerned about your voice here. So hopefully you'll get that cleared up this week. All right, we got a Hoover, Alabama listing. Thank you for doing that. And we'll be back with uh, more of your texts, more of that stuff you and I are allowed to talk about. Right after we pause ten seconds for our local stations to identify on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I'm uh, borrowing Janice Lamont's voice. She's going to be shooting. Uh, tell us about your team that's going to be out there today. Well, we have a, a group of experienced women uh, that like to get out and hunt. We have Lainey Wick, um, who is an excellent shot. We have Sarah, 
and we have Ashley on the team, and and, uh, and I round that out as the fourth. Uh, I think I'm the uh, the handicap for this team, but nonetheless, it's always a lot of fun and uh, just a great time. Describe what it's like to to get a team together and go out there. We had a pretty long list I was looking at. The long list for the team, is that right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, th- I think everybody's kind of clamoring to get on this team. It's a lot of fun to get out there and shoot the guns, uh, just walk around, enjoy the day outdoors. It's, it should be a pretty nice day today. Um, so you want me to read this? Okay, so Gunning for the Cure is an annual sporting clay competition designed to raise funds for the prostate cancer research. Our mission is to improve the health of men by discovering the means to better treat prostate cancer while ultimately aiming to develop a cure for those with advanced disease. So it's a great event. Free test, too. Yes, absolutely. So um, it should be a good day. It should be a good day. It, it, it says here even a bad shot is a good shot for the cure. Well, they also have raffles and auctions, a lot of great food, stuff for the kids to do. And this is at Stella Plantation. Describe that place. Stella Plantation is beautiful, and they do set up very nicely. They have a, a really nice spread with food, a big tent out there, lots of uh, auction items to come out and bid on. Uh, there was a lot of good stuff and uh, trips that you could uh, to bid on out there for hunting trips and fishing trips. Uh, so it's, it's a really nice venue uh, and just great outdoor setting with tables outdoors. So I'm looking forward to it today, and it should be some beautiful weather. You know, you started hunting and shooting late in life. You fished as a young lady, but there's more and more women getting into the shooting sports. And we're proud to have this all-ladies team show up out there. Describe what shooting sporting clays is like. Well, it's uh, it's interesting. We get to get out there. In each station that you go to, they set you up, and you get do get to preview how the clays are going to come out. Um, but it is very interesting, and it does help you hone your skills a little bit. I'm learning a lot. Uh, this will be my third year that I'm shooting uh, in this Gunning for the Cure, um, and I'm hoping to do much better this year. So got a lot of good tips, did a little bit of planning, and I uh, got a little practice in before this, this year's event. I think we got uh, at least a couple texts or two coming in. Okay, so we have a text that says, um, one says, get away from the gnats from Frankie D. Uh, we have another text that says, Tickfall River, still filthy, dirty. So, Rick, oops, it jumped on me there. Let's see if we can find that back. Tickfall River, still filthy, dirty. So, rig the boat up for spider fishing and heading north to look for some sweet water specks in some of the ox of the oxbows and... Get away from that. Yeah. Do you know what spider fishing is? What kind I, of bait you use to catch spiders? I have no idea what spider fishing is. <laughs> no, spider fishing, and we're going to be doing this in a couple of weeks. You sit on the front of the boat, and you got maybe four or five or more rods all out in front of you like a fan, and it's like a spider, and you move along, and mostly you fish white perch. And that's what we're going to be doing with uh, a good friend from used to fish in Grand Isle, Captain Jeff. And we're going to be up there on Lake Larto with him. All right, we got Chris from Springfield. Yeah, so we have a text message from Chris from Springfield. Hope you get better, Don. Have you heard of any good recreational crawfishing here in South Louisiana since the weather has been warming up? 
problem. Who knows? That's the problem. The water has been extremely cold. But I'm thinking these last few days, those crawfish are going to start coming out of the mud, and uh, you're going to see a lot better catches of crawfish. Uh, I've been talking to some people in the rice field country, and it started off kind of slow, but uh, it's really starting to pick up. And I am glad. Have you had any crawfish yet? I've had a few a few weeks ago. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I went to my favorite little uh, crawfish place, and they had run out by the time I got there. But they did assure me that they're looking forward to this coming week. They they expect to get a lot of crawfish in in this week and going forward. So, uh, and they did mention that with this warm weather coming in, that's going to help out the industry quite a bit. Okay, so uh, we have another text message. It says, tough fishing in Lafitte the last couple of days. Just a couple of reds and some beautiful cats. Our busy granddaughter is keeping us off the water, Todd. Oh, oh and Todd, oh, our busy granddaughter, I, I see the text are skipping around, is keeping us off the water today with gymnastics early, then straight to softball tournament after. Go Bella and All-Stars and Prospects. Yep, those kids will keep you busy, but you got to squeeze in that hunting and fishing for them. All right, we're going to take another break. We'll be back and continue with more of the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. We love to get text messages, questions, comments, 504-260-1870. Here's one says, uh, morning, Don, from the Lafayette Yakker. Thanks, and uh, hurry and get better. What are they talking about? Get better. Janice Lamont is with me. Janice, and a lot of people want to know, who is this woman on the shooting team? Or what is your real job? <laughs> my, my real job, believe it or not, I uh, work for a bank in their trusted asset management uh, group handling uh, institutional trust relationships. So this is not my real job, uh, but I'm trying to do my best this morning and help Don out with that voice he's got. We're going to get him in to get that fixed really soon. Well, I got to tell you, uh, judging from your present employment and these people that are suggesting you get into radio, I don't think you could take the pay cut. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> and I'm not sure I'd be very good at it. And the, these 5 a.m. wake-ups are not real uh, real good for me either. So. Well, I will tell you this, you have a lot of fun doing it. Thank you for getting up so early and doing this with us, too. We really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. All right. Um, fishing. When are we looking forward to going fishing again? Oh, I don't know, Don. Uh, you need to set up something for us to go fishing again sometime real soon. Well, we got Martha fishing. Unfortunately, you know, she she's steering that boat out in the Gulf. In the fog, she might prefer to be here on the radio. Well, certainly I could use it here. But anyway, she's been out there, and they've been doing pretty well on the big stuff, the tuna, wahoo, and uh, congratulations to Captain Martha. She's been doing some of her uh, solo trips out there, and uh, she's coming along really well as a, one of the up-and-coming boat captains of Louisiana. All right, uh, let's see. Somebody wants to know about boater etiquette with kayaks in Maine canals. Well, we're going to have a kayaking expert a Louisiana Kayak Company owner, Eric Mahabarak, is going to join us, and we'll get him to expound on that. But, you know, certainly uh, you got it going both ways. The kayakers have to look out for the bay boats and the power boats, but those guys need to watch for those kayakers because they're low in the water. You're making turns in marshes. Now, you got a little experience. 
experience in a kayak. Talk about kayaks. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you do have to be careful with the kayaks, and especially those motorboats. Um, they can't move as fast as those motorboats, so um, we uh, we always look for those guys to be careful and watch out for the kayaks out there. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun to get out and kayak and paddle around. It's very peaceful, very relaxing. Uh, that's the thing I enjoy, enjoyed about it the most, and just the, the quiet uh, time that you spend in the uh, kayak and just enjoying nature and outdoors, watching for the birds. We saw a lot of alligators when we went kayaking, too. Yeah, you need to be real careful, and, and boaters need to be aware there's more kayakers and paddle craft out there than there's ever been. And be certainly be careful for those folks. All right, we're going to take an early break, come back, and give Captain Darrell Carpenter extended fishing report time. He's coming up next on The Outdoors with Don DeVue. Radio Network. Now let's talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter and get a report on the Grand Isle, Leeville, Golden Meadow area. Darrell, what's going on? Weather looking good this morning. Yeah, Don, the weather's been looking good all week. Actually, the wind's laid down. It's been, I mean, heck, what are we supposed to be, 80 degrees again today? So, and, and you know, we've got a good tide range. So if I had to complain about anything right now, it would be, I just hate, I don't like fishing a full moon, uh, unless I'm wahoo fishing or, or, or sword fishing, you know, full moon just ain't for me. It seems to screw these fish up a little bit and make them, make them kind of picky and finicky. Um, all week long, everything I've heard is people are kind of struggling to find trout. They, um, don't just don't know where they moved to after that, after that cold snap we had. Uh, nobody's found any concentrations. I've had three or four charter captains that I know that all have gone out and kind of struggled. Um, ironically, though, one of my customers from last week went out in his boat, and he ends up with, you know, 40, 50 of them in the boat. So, you know, they, it seems like they're still in a state of flux. They're still moving around. We haven't found where they're ganging up yet. But if you hit the right spot, it's there. They're, they're there, and they're easy to catch. I mean, they're, hit, they're still hitting plastic. They've got some live shrimp, or they're hitting market shrimp. Um, the story has been, you know, as we get close to March here, the story's been that the sheephead have, have ganged up. I mean, if you find you some sheephead hanging around a pile, and you're probably going to find 30 or 40 of them. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times what they've been doing is, is spending their time on trout, spending their time on, on redfish, and looking for them. But then if, if they don't like what's in the box by the end of the day or by the middle of the day, they're switching gears and going to going to uh, sheephead and end up putting together a really nice box full of meat to come home with. Darrell, a week ago, we were really all concerned about fish kill. And if they would have been extensive fish kills, they would have popped up by now. Have you heard or seen anything at all down there? No, not in our area. Haven't seen any, haven't heard any complaint, you know, anybody else talking about seeing any dead fish. It looks like we made out nice in that freeze, unlike some of our neighboring states, it looks like. Um, but, I I mean, Don, just none. But I, I still think there's been a little bit of culture shock to these fish. I mean, it, you know, like I said, the week before that freeze, we were in the water temperature was in the 70s. During that freeze, it dropped to the mid-40s, and now it's creeping back up. I haven't turned my machine on yet this morning to see what it's running this morning. But... It certainly feels a lot warmer, and judging from the fog that we've got every now and then, you know, we, I could a few minutes ago I could see the bridge. Now I can't, uh, you know. But it's it's just coming and going. But uh, but no, no fish kills, none that we've heard of. I uh, got a roadside report for bank fishermen. 
I'm, I'm sorry, Don. I didn't hear that one. Do you have a roadside report, you know, along Highway 1? Yeah, same thing, Don. Uh, same thing. They're catching some redfish, but it, it just – all this, this hard fluctuation we had in weather, nobody is reporting a whole lot of trout. They are doing redfish off of the side of the road periodically. Um, just no consistent catches of trout yet. And a lot of that is I think these fish are still in transition from, from all the changes they've had over the last two weeks. That And we just haven't been able to spend enough time on the water to find where they've moved to. But all that's going to end, I think, in the, here in the next week or so because the weather's getting nice. The humans want to be out there chasing them, and we're going to find them. We're going to stumble up on them. The water is beautiful, clean everywhere. So, And in some cases, especially you get near that marsh, we've got little shrimp popping already. So, I mean, all the conditions are right. We just got to find where those fish move to. Dallas, somebody wants to book a trip, tell them how to get a hold of you. Well, they can always go to your site, Don, where they, where they can find me and a bunch of other information at dontheoutdoorsguy.com or realscreamers.com or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. Daryl, you're very active with the Louisiana Charter Boat Association. How is our charter industry doing? Is it growing? Kind of holding its own? It's on the way out. No, it's uh, it's... Right now, I mean, everything you talk about, you're comparing to COVID. And COVID seemed to be seemed to affect the charter industry in spots. Um, when you get somewhere like Grand Isle, we're down probably, you know, this past year, we were down probably some 40 to 60%. When you get a little east of here or a little, yeah, a little west of here, over in the Cocodri, um Homa area, they weren't as affected. Some of those guys saw steady business as opposed to, you know, a smaller drop. Um, so you get over toward Dennis and it's much, it's much like Grand Isle. I mean, they, they saw a very, very significant drop in their business, but I, I, you know, we, if you look at the industry part of it, boating became one of the most popular sports there was, but it all, it also meant that everybody went out and bought boats. You know, they, they far went their vacations to go buy boats. So I, I predict we might be in a little bit of slump for an industry for probably the next two to three years. And then all of a sudden, there's going to be a flood of used boats on the market real cheap, and, and we're going to bounce back. Yeah, I would imagine this is going to lead to a lot more people on the water and at the boat launches. Oh, most I mean, we saw that last year. Uh, last year around Grand Isle, it was like every weekend was like a tarpon rodeo. Um, you know, I mean, you, you, you got to where all you wanted, if you were fishing, all you wanted to fish was during the week. Because the weekends were just, I mean, it was, we call it bumper boats. I mean, it was just people running everywhere, bumping into things, bumping into each other. And it was just, it was just amazing. Uh, you got to remember, uh, a boat is one of the few vehicles you can go out and buy and jump in behind with absolutely no trading whatsoever if you're the right age. <laughs> so, and, and they don't have brakes. So you got to be real careful when you get behind a boat. A lot of people don't know how to handle them. Yeah, I think I've seen a few of those. Daryl, thanks for the report. As always, look forward to seeing you next week. All right, Don. You try to take care of yourself and nurse that voice best you can. All right. I don't know what they're talking about with this voice thing, Chad. <laughs> yeah, I do know what they're talking about, Don. <laughs> your voice is certainly not there. So we want to hit some text messages? Okay. 
Uh, so we have one here that says, hey, Don, where's the best place to learn about what size and fish to keep? Is there a good recommendation? Well, you got to go to Wildlife and Fisheries website. All the regulations are there online, or you can pick up a pamphlet at a local sporting goods store that so tells you all the species, fresh, salt, offshore, what sizes, and minimum lengths. But you need to listen to this radio show because there are changes that pop up, and we stay on top of that. Okay, very good. Okay, so the next uh, text message that came in, it says, I think that the kayakers should have those orange flags on the back of their kayaks. I can remember that uh, we used to have them on our bicycles and go-karts. This would make them a lot more visible for other boaters. That's a good idea. Um, And I know that I used to have a little small sailboat, uh, that's the one thing that when they'd see that sail coming around the, the corner in those bayous, that always helped to make sure that we were identifying those. You want to do this one here? Okay, uh, here's another one that says, good morning, Don. We have my three-year-old uh, baby girl fishing for specks. Hang on, you're moving. Specs, okay, specks and red. Uh, where did we jump to here? Uh, from the Grand Hotel. So there we go. Okay, Specs and Reds over the lights by the piers out by the Grand Hotel. She had a blast. Um, we already took care of well, Here's one. Hope you get to feeling better soon, brother, from the Irish Kunas. Uh, here's another text. Try drinking lemon juice for the voice. Daryl from Winfield, Louisiana. Uh, we covered that one. Hey, Don, when you get a chance, to talk with Jeff Ruel, could you ask him what is his go-to soft plastic for bass in fresh water? All right, we'll do that. In fact, we'll talk to Jeff next week. I did hear from Jeff. He's uh, wearing out the white birch right now. Janice, what's your favorite fish to eat? To eat? Oh, I love trout. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, pretty much any kind of fish, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a big salmon fan, though. I have to say that. Uh, but trout, sheephead, uh, it's all good. Uh, what about my theory that most ladies like flounder? Oh, love flounder, absolutely, and especially when it's cooked and it's stuffed, and that's outstanding, outstanding. All right, we got another hour of this to get through, so stick around with us, and we'll be right back after this time out. We're going to talk to Chris Lecoq, get an update on Bayou Wild TV right after this. And welcome into hour number two, and a special thanks to Janice Lamont with the Cajun Fishing Adventures Harem Shooting Team. We'll be out there with us at Stella Plantation for getting up early and helping me out voice-wise. Janice, uh, you're very familiar with our next guest, Chris Lecoq. Oh, yes, I sure am. Chris is an excellent uh, 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 photographer and producer and does a great job. I really enjoy watching um, all of his production work that he does. Um, good, gu- good guy. You know, probably his best work is his two kids. Uh, that, absolutely. He's got two beautiful kids. Uh, fabulous. I enjoy uh, seeing their pictures from time to time. Yeah, Dean's already in commercials at the ripe old age of about five. Emma's next. Anyway, uh, Chris joins us now to talk about the upcoming episodes of Bayou Wild TV. Good morning, Chris. I'm going to let you uh, use your great voice to talk about what's airing this week and the next weeks. Hey, good morning, Don and Janice. 
And look, I'll tell you, being um, not only has been in commercials, but he's trying to take off the dad, I guess, and he has an affinity to grab a camera and point at things too. So he might be, he might be a future producer. I think um, people follow our Facebook page. You might have seen a photo sharing a couple of weeks ago when we did a quail uh, hunt in Popperville hunting with Mike and Drew Dubuque, the popular young Drew Dubuque, and Dean was following around, Drew around several cameras, so he talked about it being, that's the future of, of TV right there, the future of Bayou Wild, those two young guys that are already showing that they're hunting, and video skills are, might be up to par with ours sooner rather than later. But, yeah, we're, uh, for those that aren't familiar, I know a lot of you listeners are, we're a third of the way through our new season, season six of Bayou Wild. And um, this last month, we've, we've had several good shows. We started on the Our first show was kind of a hodgepodge. It was a mix of a bunch of different trips that we did throughout the year. We, we covered five different states along the Gulf Coast and kind of hit some little outdoor experiences in those five different states and then we uh told the story of louisiana's number two speckled trout ever caught not the biggest speckled trout now it depends on who you ask if it's officially the biggest speckled trout ever caught but we we tell that story in our second episode of season six and we also go fishing on lake pontchartrain catching sheephead and we don't just catch sheephead we make it Make it a fun, wild adventure where we're using the Salter's jigging pole, and we're catching sheephead. And if you're not familiar with the Salter's jigging pole, it's a revolutionary fishing pole that's designed for catching sackaway. It's not designed for saltwater, but we show that it's a strong enough rod to use for saltwater, and it makes for one heck of a fight whenever you're pulling up a four or five pound sheephead with a fishing pole was designed for catching a, a sackaway or a brim or a perch. So you go back to YouTube and you can see those two episodes they've already aired. And then we, our last week's episode, we uh, made a trip, a duck hunt. It was one of our duck hunts we made during the 2020-21 season when we traveled up to the central Louisiana area, which is an area we don't get to very often. But we went, went and visited the Swallow Boys at Full Strap and Stringer up there on Tatahula Lake. And it was a mediocre hunt, which I think a lot of Louisiana duck hunters can relate to. But it's still much more about the hunting. We still had a great time. We were with Hunter and Bucky Swallow which is the sons of Goyt, the proprietor of Full Strap and Stringer. And those two boys are, they'll keep you entertained. On a slow slow morning with a duck blind, you'll still be laughing, you'll still be having fun. And we had a great hunt. We also brought along a uh, some shooting help, Josh Rayleigh, who you've, a guy we, you've seen on Bayou Wild TV before, who's a team USA skeet shooter. So we brought in a little help for that trip, and it paid off because the ducks didn't want to come close. They were kind of wary. They didn't want to land in the decoys. So it was one of them hunts where you needed the best shooters possible. 
And I think between you, who's a seasoned duck hunter, and Josh, who's a Team USA skeet shooter, and then the two swallow boys who are pretty avid hunters and very good duck hunters, I think we made the most out of getting a, a small limit of what we had because we had some exceptional shooters in the blind. And I think if you see, if you watch the episode, you'll kind of pick that out. You know, you can kind of tell that some of the shots that are made are, you know, you might not have made them with just every, anybody out there. So that's that's another episode that just aired. And one time. And I want you to make sure you talk about the two-part series, The South Dakota Social Distancing. Yeah, sure. That's the one airing this this current episode airing right now on TV and also available right now on YouTube is our annual trip to South Dakota. And we broke it up into a two-part series. We had the one airing this week called South Dakota Social Distancing, if you find it on YouTube. And it kind of highlights our annual trip and it talks about the challenges of wild pheasant hunting and the sights and scenes of South Dakota, an area that people in Louisiana don't see, Louisiana don't see very often. And our host, Bad River Bucks and Birds, which is just a great family atmosphere. It's a great trip. And then next week is probably one a lot of people won't want to miss. We got to hunt one day while we were there with a young girl named Savannah Hendricks. And Savannah is 14 years old, and she actually put a motion in the state of South Dakota to change the law to allow for more youth hunting. And we sat down and did an interview with her and hunted with a day with her and her family. And she's just very charismatic, very passionate young girl. And she tells the story or she tells the account of how she had the idea. She wrote a letter to the governor. She had to go before the Game and Parks Commission, and she had to present her proposal, had to go up for public comment, and they approved it. And because of 14-year-olds of 900, South Dakota now has extended days for youth hunting that is set into law. So we'll we'll talk about all that. That'll be on next week's show. Um, so the South Dakota stuff is a lot of fun, and we kind of break it up this year into two different episodes because we couldn't fit it all into one. Yes, Savannah is a great credit to both uh, females getting in and young people for getting so involved in, in making sure that a hunting tradition survives. Chris, thanks so much, my friend. We're going to miss you out at Stella. Oh, I know y'all have fun, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss not being there, but I'm going to have a, a one-year-old daughter's birthday party going on at my house so I'll be having just as much fun as y'all probably shooting some sporting plays. Thanks again, Chris. We'll see you Monday. All right. In fact, Monday we're going to be at Etouffee Authentic Cajun Cuisine in Covington taping our show. So come by to our lunch and see us. Highway 190 in Covington. Back with Mike Gallo. Right in. Janet, good song for Mike. Oh, I love that song for Mike. That's excellent song. Tell us about his sponsor, Tito. Okay, so um, Tito, don't leave the dock without peace of mind, knowing a Tito captain is standing by 24-7 should you ever need help out on the water while boating. 
for a mere $179 a year. You get free boat towing, fuel delivery, jump starts, service on every boat you own, rent, or borrow, 100% coverage of tows from your home dock to a repair facility. All you need to do is sign up with Captain Chris at area code 504-301-4545 or ctow.com. Oh, he did that really good. We might make you full-time. <laughs> Let's talk to Captain Mike. Mike, where's the fish? Hello, Don. How are you? You don't have to answer. I'll try to fill in the blanks for you. With the warmer weather we've had this week, we have seen an increase in the fishing activity. I had a boat go out during the middle of the week, came back with a box full of bass. Also had a boat go out that fished some dead bait on the bottom. They caught a lot of blue catfish in the local area. Uh, so we have seen an increase in the fishing with the water temperatures getting close to 60 degrees in a lot of areas. I certainly would see the trout moving out of the deep water into some of the flats that are closer to those deep waters. You could use a popping cork with your favorite plastic or even live shrimp if you're able to get some. I know that Wrigley's Marina does have some live shrimp, so that's an option for you. But um, I would suggest the plastic under a popping cork fished in anywhere from three to eight feet of water with the warming trend that we've had for as many days as we've had it, those fish, speckled trout, have moved up into those shallower waters. You want to look for mullet activity or bait fish activity, and that's going to be a great place to start. And those nice, loud, four-horseman-style corks are going to make a lot of noise to attract those fish to your area. That would be the way I would approach uh, fishing this weekend. Mike, we got a big full moon called a snow moon. How does that adjustments? Do you make any adjustments for fishing on full? Uh, it, the full moon doesn't bother me during this time of the year. Um, those fish want to eat. Food is scarce. Got a nice tide movement. Got warm water. So I don't change anything for the full moon this time of year. Where the full moon bothers me is when we get into the hotter months of July and August and September. So, no, I wouldn't change anything to my fishing style um, during this full moon cycle that we have here. Very good. Mike, uh, somebody wants to get in on this summer and winter kind fishing. Tell them how to get you. I'll tell you how you can get me in just a second. I want to tell you that the... CETO is running a no-show boat show special. So you can get 14 months of coverage for the normal price of $179. So that's two months free. They got some goodies they'll send out to you, a CETO hat, a buff, some Velcro straps for your rods. If you're a new member, you'll get 14 months for the price of 12 If you're an existing member, they'll just add it on to your current membership. To take advantage of the special, just give, just call the local number, or you can go to CTO.com, and at checkout, use the code NOLA. That's CTO New Orleans, or you can call CTO New Orleans, which is 504-301-4545. Since we're not having boat shows, I wanted to mention that. 
So they're calling it a no-show boat show special this year to your listeners and all of our friends out there in fishing land. Anyway, to reach me, you can find me on dontheoutdoorsguide.com. You can find me on my website, which is aaofla.com, or you can call on the reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811. All right, thank you, Mike. We appreciate it, my friend. All right, buddy. You take care. All righty. That's Captain Mike Gallo. Up next, Captain Eric Paddler's report. Stay tuned. His brother. We got So uh, we have Jimmy Hyatt writing that the New Orleans Fly Fishers Club will be upstairs in Massey Sporting Goods kayak room from 10 a.m. till noon, building leaders and setting up rods and reels. We have an outdoor casting tool we'll, uh, we're going to use today also, and a couple of door prizes worth checking out. Um, Masking is required. Yeah, the dreaded mask. All right, let's talk to Captain Eric. Eric Massey's busy place. Got a demo day coming up. Yeah, uh, I was actually going to talk about the fly fishing uh, demo day, but y'all got that covered today. Um, on, on the 6th, they're having a demo day where you can go out and try all them fine Hobie kayaks out out there or any other brand that's allowed, that they have. Um you know, and if you got a specific boat you definitely want to try, I'd call up over there and talk to one of the managers, John or Will or somebody, and, and uh, line up, hey, man, y'all going to have that Hobie Revolution out there and, uh, you know, have it lined up for you. So when you come by, and that's going to be right across from the Deutsches House on Bayou St. John, and that's on March 6th they're going to have that. Um, also, uh, this is the last week for the uh, Massey's Fish Picks Tournament, and that's a tournament, you know, we've talked about it before, Brendan's talked about it, where they, they uh, measure the fish, send a picture in, and, and uh, the biggest fish wins, you know, the three categories, you know, a slam, and they also have a freshwater division on that, and the fly fishing and stuff like that, and the kids' division, but uh, I think they're going to start the next one up. Uh, I believe uh, Justin told me in April will be the next uh, Massey's Fish Picks. Uh, but don't quote me on that. You can call the North Shore and North Shore Massey's and, and check on that on on the, on the date on that thing because he's in charge of that, and it's Justin Lang. So uh, yeah, man, they, they've been having it over there, boy, for sure. It's a good time to get some of your new clothes in too over that way. Eric, uh, weather's warmed up. A lot of people going to be heading out. Where should they go? Yeah. Well, man, I've been getting – I got two really, really good reports. Um, Basons, uh, you know, which is now the new Gator Cove over there, is holding massive amounts of fish over that way. Uh, but they're doing – I was told that it was a restoration project that's going on over there. So the water is kind of muddy. But when you find the clear water, you'll find the fish. I, I don't know, because they're stirring up the bottom, they all concentrated in the clear water areas. I mean, everybody looks for clear water to fish, but they seem to be turned on really, really good over that way. Uh, I highly suggest going on on that area. And In fact, the club's going to have a tournament out of there next week. Uh, and that's, uh, I think that's the whole weekend, the double-down tournament or something, uh, the way you can fish two days and one day counts. Pretty interesting setup on that. Uh, and here's a really good one that I got from uh, my, my good buddy, Mr. Weaver. He uh, he went down to Elmer's for a week, uh, well, down to Grand Isle for a week, and he fished that whole area down Highway 1. 
And uh, he found some of the most beautiful, beautiful water in that bay that's in the middle of Elmer's Island. Uh, he said it was Florida color. He's seen a 100-pound stingray in there. He's seen a shark. Even this time of year, it's kind of crazy to see them. Uh, but the redfish are piled up up in there, and I'm sure they got some trout. He just didn't get in on any trout. But he said it looks like, like Pensacola or Navarre, how clear the water is over there. It's beautiful. Um, Hopedale. Hopedale's been doing real good, you know, a few reds and stuff like that. But the sheep heads on that rock wall over there on the Mr. Go, yeah, <laughs> they they can't you can't get enough of them. Get you five pounds of bait and sink the boat. <laughs> you know, so they're doing really well over there. To um, that's another good place, and they got a kayak friendly launch over there too at the Hopedale Marina. You know, and uh, I'm sure you can do the same thing at Robbie's along the rocks along the Mississippi there. Uh, but it, it's been it, it you know I haven't seen any fish kills either down in Plaquemines Parish, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, the only thing I did hear about were a few fish dying out west in the Calcasieu area. Uh, but overall, it's getting to be a good good time of year for kayaking. You know, um, it's the springtime. Still bring you change your clothes because if you if you dump it, you're going to need need something to get into dry. And uh, I heard the question earlier that, that people wanted to talk about the uh, kayak safety as far as that goes. Um, it's just like any other vessel. You are responsible for your, your own vessel. You know, you need to be aware of your surroundings of what's going on. Um, what I kind of do a rule of thumb is, uh, if I hear a bay boat coming, I get to the side. I try and not be in a corner either. That's, that's the main thing. It doesn't matter what boat you're in. If you're in a 12 foot flat boat or a 12 foot kayak, there is, is you're not going to see the, the little boat behind the, the marsh. So try and stay in a, you know, if you hear a boat coming, try and get in the, in, the, in the straightaway. But, you know, if it's a bay boat, get over to the side. Let them pass. And me, personally, I prefer if the, the, the bay boat's fly by as fast as they can go you know, because it's less weight instead of them slowing down. Um, uh, but that's just my personal preference. Uh, so the people have to adhere because they're responsible for their wake and stuff like that also. Um, is if I hear a, a mud boat or something, you know, you got to kind of play that by ear because, you know, those guys in the mud boat, they can run along the bank. They can run in the middle. So you just kind of got to watch that. I kind of stay in the kind of in the middle zone at that point. You know, airboats, airboats usually run the bank, so you kind of get to the middle of the canal, you know, and, and they'll, they'll see you. And main visibility and something else, you know, that people talk about the flags. Well, we've been fishing out of pierogs for many, many years, and we ain't never had no flags on a pierog. Do I think they work? Yeah, I think it's great to have them. Everybody should have one. Um, but, you know, just like I said, you know, a 15-foot boat, my, 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 one of my kayaks is 15-foot, 15-foot flat boat, 15-foot boat. You have to be responsible when you're when you're out there driving around, you know, um, so that's that's my advice. You know, if you feel comfortable with the flag, get the flag. Uh, can it hurt? No, it can't hurt. Something else I do is I hold a, pa- a paddle. Uh, I'll take my paddle and I'll hold it up, and they can see that. See that, you know. That's another way of identifying yourself out there where they let you know that they're in there, you know. So that's that's my advice to them on that. Um, and also, uh, uh, I've been asked to say this also, y'all, y'all be careful going down river. That, that fog is, is definitely out there. Uh, they had an accident happen yesterday that was a pretty bad accident. Nobody was injured, but, but the boat was sacrificed in, in, in the accident. So, and that was from an experienced guy from my understanding, but everybody needs to be safe out in the water. Good stuff, Eric. Thank you. If somebody wants to book a trip, you do kayak charters. 
tell them how to get you. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find me on the Don Dubuque Outdoors guy on, on your website, or you can find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram. That's the Louisiana Kayak Company. Or you can, the easiest way is just pick up that phone and call me, 504-313-8292. Sounds good, Captain Mary. Thanks so much, my All friend. Right. All right, y'all be good. Take it easy, Don. Bye-bye. All right. Who enjoys a good bad boy story? We got one for you coming up next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Team member for helping out with the voice. Janice, let me ask you this. Have you ever been a bad girl? Boy, let me rephrase that. Have you ever been cited for a wildlife and fishery violation? I like that question better. <laughs> no, I have not, and I do not plan to make that list. Well, we got a story about one, and we're going to let you tell it when we come back after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Okay, so on January 12th, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery agents received a complaint about someone hunting from a vehicle off of Interstate 49. Agents investigated the complaint and found an SUV with, uh, with a freshly killed antlerless deer and two hogs with three persons inside. After questioning Brandon Bueller, admitting to shooting, admitted to shooting a deer and two hogs, admitted to driving the vehicle and using the headlights to shine the deer while Bueller shot from the passenger side was a female, Tony, with an eye, LeBlu. The third suspect, Logan Morrison, was cited for hunting deer during illegal hours, hunting from a public road, and hunting from a moving vehicle. Holden Leger, 28 of Bill Platt, uh, was cited for eight each of hunting deer during illegal hours, hunting from a public road, and hunting from a moving vehicle. The agents also cited eight subjects for buying deer meat from, Bue- from Bueller. During further investigation, Mr. Bueller admitted to harvesting approximately 20 deer after hours along I-49 and selling most of the deer meat to numerous individuals in St. Landry, Lafayette, Evangeline Parish since November of 2020. The blue Leger and Morrison were all involved in the illegal harvesting and the processing of the deer. For hunting during illegal hours from a moving vehicle from a public road, tagging another person's deer, possession over the limit of deer without basic or big game license, licenses, and selling deer meat, facing thousands of dollars in criminal fines and three months jail time, in addition to civil restitution bill and the amount of $36,150, our 28-year-old Brandon Bueller, 22-year-old Tony with an eye LeBlu, 25-year-old Logan Morrison, and 28-year-old Holden Leger, all of Ville Platte, Louisiana, are bad boys of the outdoors and bad girl of the outdoors. Good job. All right, back with Ryan Lamb after this time out. Now, Jim, I want you to explain to the Cajun Fishing Adventures shooting team captain. Uh, I told him last week that you and Ashley Marshall, Laney Wick, and uh, Sarah Giles had given up drinking. You had gone to a high-protein diet. You were running two every morning to get in shape. You didn't, you didn't believe me. I 
I wouldn't believe you either, John. <laughs> Quite honestly, uh, that's that's three things that are uh, hard to do for this team. I, I'll have to attest to that. Okay, I tried. Cap Ryan, looking forward to the shoot this morning. Yep, sure, buddy. I just pulled up actually, so uh, <laughs> I'm here with you. Um, I think we're gonna have a good time. The girls, I have a good time, and I I, uh, I made sure that Sarah didn't drink anything yesterday or last night because uh, her and Andy stayed with me. We fished yesterday together, and uh, I was just making sure she stayed with a good head. How was the fishing? Uh, we did good. We fly fished and we caught. We had a bull red, and uh, we threw in a lot of sheep heads, and then we got on a big bull red, a bull uh, black drum bite. I mean, they had tails waving everywhere. I mean, we just sat there and throwing it. Thank you, Sarah and I doubled on them. I mean, <laughs> we just had a ball. We we were uh, sitting there throwing that black drum all evening. I mean, there was just hundreds of them. It was beautiful. Shallow water, the big old tails just waving everywhere. Like over here, come get me, come get me. But uh, Cody fished yesterday, and he uh, he he had a smorgasbord. He caught bull reds, keeper reds, speckled trout. Sheephead, bass, he caught everything. You know, he said the bite wasn't great, but he said he just caught caught everything. It just they had a good time. They wanted some bull reds, so they caught. I think they had three bulls, so uh, he had fun. So uh, you know, we'll start our fly fish this week some more. It's gonna get nasty a little bit this week, but later in the week it ought to be nice. And I'll go fly fishing some more, and uh, the boys will get started start hitting them reds hard this week too. I wasn't clear. Were you and Sarah fly fishing? Oh yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. She's she's a good caster. She, uh, that that harem can do anything. They fly fish, they bow hunt, they they offshore fish inside. They they can do it all. I tell you what, that's what a group, good group of women. Well, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with out there this morning. But I got to tell you, there's a couple of ringer teams. I hear this Tito's team. In the late Catherine Mafia, you gotta watch for those guys. <laughs> well, I imagine you know I don't shoot sporting clays. You know I you know I can I can hit a duck pretty good, but um, I don't shoot the clays, so I don't know. I, I know the guys that they come with me sporting clay, they don't hit the ducks as good for some reason. But I might not be able to hit the sporting clays. You know, it's a different game altogether. You know, duck hunting has got more angles than than most things. <laughs> Yeah, same with me. I don't think we have a chance. <laughs> well, you know, usually when you come to this, they got guys that are or, or good shooters that that stay with it and they they shoot sporting clays and those guys they'll be hard to beat. So we'll do what we got to do. We got one good shooter. Tell him about it, Janice. Oh yeah, uh, Don recruited one of the best, Josh Rayleigh. Um, you know, you can't you can't get a better ringer than that one on there. Uh, a member of the Olympic, or he tried out for the Olympic team for sporting clays. Well, good. He can give me some pointers. That that's good. If we have somebody to help me a little bit, maybe we will do well. <laughs> well it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward. Oh, to yeah, it. Have, I'm uh, I'm just parking right now. I'm going to find y'all and see what's going on and. Uh, Everything's good. We've been working on the lodge. Oh, my goodness. We've been varnishing doors and baseboards and cleaning and uh, getting it ready for starting next week. We'll be busy every day. So it's uh, that time of year we do our spring cleaning. So everybody's been real busy. So I'll be down there all week doing that again and getting ready for everybody. It's going to be a good season. I really have high hopes. 
I just got a bunch of texts in from women who want to know applications for the harem. Where, where's the applications? Yeah, for the harem to join. Oh, I don't know. They, they got they got to come through Don Dubuque. I mean, Don Dubuque <laughs> is 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 the way the way to to the being on the harem. I mean, all the girls that's where they come from. Don's. Don just passes them to me, and I put them on the harem. But you gotta, you gotta really be a be an outdoors lady. You just can't want to do it. Oh, of course, we can teach you now. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 very rare to find girls that like to do everything and actually actively go after it by themselves. They don't go because they're invited. They're looking for it. I mean, they want to go. They're booking their own trips. They're they're. It's incredible to me. I've never been around young ladies like these girls, and I love it. I just love that more and more women are getting into the sports, whether it be fishing or shooting, hunting. It's it's great, and you get out in that old outdoors, and it 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 turns your life completely around. It gives you something else to look for, and it, it brings a lot of camaraderie, and it's just great sports. Well, you know, between you and I, I think we've got seven daughters, so we know how to you know, say yes, ma'am, and, and cater to them. We've got a lot of experience. I have five sisters, three daughters, a wife, and a female dog. I am covered with estrogen, dude. I know exactly <laughs> how to say yes, dear. Yes, dear will get you out of more trouble than you could ever imagine. Just remember those two words, guys. Yes, dear, to go. We'll leave it at that. We'll see you in a little bit. Okay, bye-bye. I'm Ryan Lambert. We're coming back to wrap it up. Right after this. Special thanks to Janice Lamont. Did a great job filling in, helping me out. I'm sure we're going to get some reaction from the audience, and they'll want you to come back. But I don't know if I can convince you to get up this early every Saturday morning. Yeah, that that was a tough order this morning. So, but uh, it's it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Uh, didn't think I'd ever be doing this in my lifetime, but it's been fun. Oh, I know you hunted with Captain Ryan, and you fished with Captain Mike. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you who your favorite is, because they'll all be jealous. But tell us about those two guys. Well, I think both of them are fabulous, and uh, looking forward to doing that uh, again really, really soon. Uh, like Captain Mike, he was an excellent uh, a guide and took us out fishing and caught a lot of fish. I had a blast that day. Uh, just a lot of fun with him. Captain Ryan, that was a good learning experience to go duck hunting with Captain Ryan. Um, and I'm looking for some pointers from Captain Ryan today as I'm shooting. So please stand behind me and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Well, you're also familiar with Josh Raley. And there's nobody better at shooting sporting plays than Josh. So we should have fun getting to see him. If y'all are coming out there, Stella Plantation, Braithwaite, it's going to be a great party out there and a great time. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Josh Raley is kind of an interesting story. He uh, went to school with my son, and uh, when when I heard that he was trying out for the Olympic team, uh, got put Josh in touch with Don to do a feature on Bayou Wild with him. Uh, excellent young man. Looking forward to seeing him today, and also looking forward to some pointers from Josh today. Well, if you're interested in putting faces with voices, check out Bayou Wild TV. Josh Raley's in episodes, Janice is in episodes, uh, Sarah, uh, also Lainey, Ashley, uh, our whole crew. And check it out at BayouWildTV.com and check out the past episodes. Well, Josh, I don't think
think we have anything left to do but head on over to Stella and get in some good shooting and some good fun. That sounds like a plan. Looking forward to it. I would invite you to come back again next week. Hopefully by then, this voice will be gone, and I'll have a new and improved voice for you. It's all Saturday mornings, 5 to 7 a.m., right here on The Outdoors with Don DeBeer, Radio Network. Have a great weekend.